we've all got to do our best radio voices and yeah. and I want uh, I want NPR oh, voice dude. energy today. I'm not even My joking. I meant to grab Stephen Doughton, and I'm listening. All right, wait, That's hold pretty on. Pretty good. Yeah, Matt. I Matt, meant to grab before starting today. I meant to grab the Shure SM7 microphone from the studio because that's more of a broadcast mic than the Shure SM58 that I normally use. Ah, well, unfortunately you didn't. We are not properly set up for today's episode in many ways, but we will still bring you the best that we can, as we do every day. Because we here at As You Know, we love to listen. And we (laughs) are listening (laughs) <laughs> People who listen to this show, wherever it is, there's not really one single location I could nail down quite like Seattle. <laughs> uh, that's right. It's, as you know, the podcast that covers the first and last episodes of TV shows. And I'm Ian Benson. Joining me as always, Travis Marmon. Hello. It was a little too aggressive, Travis. Can you dial it back? Sorry. Uh, Maris had been getting on my nerves recently, so... <laughs> Well, that actually is going to lead to a conversation I want to have, but before we yeah. can talk about Maris, we've got to introduce Matt Ciani. Frazier. And, and a legendary appearance. That's two drinks himself, Stephen Doughton. <laughs> it's actually Dr. Stephen Doughton. <laughs> so, I, yeah, you guys are going to bring the actually the Frazier radio voice, and I'm going to bring the Frazier when he's frazzled voice. Uh <laughs> Because that's actually what half of Frasier is, is what if we terrorized an NPR host? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, watching this show really just reaffirmed to me that Sideshow Bob is one of the greatest comic performances of all time. Well, there's that one episode where Sideshow Bob and his brother do a Frasier and Niles routine yes, for an because entire it's episode. David, yeah, because yeah, it's David <laughs> Cecil. So this is the question I want to ask right off the bat, because, yeah, we're talking about Frasier, and I'll do the whole introduction in a bit. But do you think you're more of a Frasier or more of a Niles? I think you're a Frasier, Ian. It's not even close to debate that <laughs> yeah. I'm a Frasier. I, I, I feel watched, like I'm solidly a Frasier. I'm I a watched, Niles for sure. I, I you, watched, I, you are a Niles, Travis. I cannot possibly be either of those people. You're a I, Daphne Moon. <laughs> you're Eddie. Yeah, yeah, you're, I, am Daphne, you are a I am a Daphne Moon. <laughs> you got a Daphne Moon. I'd like to think yeah. I'm the Hagrid Moon. But I don't think I am. Jesus. No. I, was that Robbie Coltrane? Uh, yeah. Didn't you know, Travis? Because no. I was the casting director on the finale. Because <laughs> it's all of my boys. So many times. There were so many. Is Laura Linney one of your boys? Laura Linney is absolutely well, yeah. one of my boys. <laughs> Richard Dude. E. Grant, king of my boys. Did you see the part of the credits where they just showed like everyone that had Hillary ever guest starred? <laughs> it, is not everyone who'd ever, it is not everyone who ever guest starred. I will get into what those are. Yeah. yeah okay. There was also, That's one of my favorite uh, facts about I don't the show. Know. Famous Italian guy. What the hell's his name? I can't believe you would do this to Stanley Tucci. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> was Tucci in those episodes? Listen, no, no, but he was I, in the gotta, credits. You gotta, uh, okay. Yeah, don't I worry. I will tell you what that was. I can tell you guys what that was now while it, while it was. Those are the people who played the people who called into the show throughout what I imagine was some part of the last season. Yeah. Because I have the master list because I watched the first episode and I was like, I wonder if famous people ever do the cameo, do the call-ins. And then I learned it's almost basically exclusively. (laughs) Yeah. They don't show up ever. They're just voices. For example, and again, this is jumping the gun, the call-ins on the pilot, it's Griffin Dunn in the first one, and it's Linda Hamilton in the last one in the episode. Oh, damn. Sick. Wow. So, yeah, I here is... I don't know who either of those people are. Uh, Sarah Uh, Connor herself, Linda Hamilton. Oh, yeah. She's red. Yeah, so... 
Uh, I mean, you know, they sh- they spoiled some of it because I was very excited that, yeah, you had Stanley Tucci and Helen Mirren and Hilary Duff that did this all. But it was just like looking through and it's like the number of Oscar winners where it's you're like, oh, you've got, you know, Carl Reiner and you've got Mel Brooks and oh. there's Rosemary Clooney, but also Elijah Wood and Timothy Leary and Malcolm <laughs> McDowell yeah. and Patty Hearst. Patty fucking Hearst <laughs> calls it on Frasier. Steve Young, James Spader. Oh, Steve Steve Young is in the quarterback. Yes, Sidney Pollock. Sidney Pollock probably calls in and is just like, "Listen, Doc Fraser, I know you're a doctor. I need your help. There's this woman. I think she's sick. I don't know what. Maybe it was an overdose." Fraser, you saw some stuff that you weren't supposed to see. Powerful people. Fine. Powerful people. Fraser and Niles would wind up at the Fidelio orgy through a series Absolutely. of miscommunication errors. Dude, that would be my I favorite episode. This episode. And then I watched an episode of the X-Files that Burt Reynolds was a major part of. It was the fucking best night for for some guys that I like. <laughs> Matt, thank you, by the way, for getting it out of the way early. Of course, David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson were people who called in to yes, Of course yes, they yes, were. Yes, 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 yes. And in terms of other things that we have to get out of the way early. Did Mike Myers call in? Frasier. That's right. We're talking about Frasier, the American television sitcom that was broadcast on NBC for 11 seasons, premiering on September 16th, 1993, and concluding on May 13th, 2004. So we're coming up on that 17-year, uh, you know, anniversary. The, the cicadas. When we, of the cicadas, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The cicadas are finding out, oh, Frasier ended? And then you're going to tell them, <laughs> Frasier's coming back in 2022, and they're going to be like, ah, we're going to be underground for that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, it's on Paramount Plus, and they're like, that's not real, and you're like, that's you're right. right. We all agree. Is there a weird rights issue to this show? Because for some reason on Hulu, even though this was a classic NBC Thursday night, like when they dominated sitcom land, it has a CBS logo in the bottom corner the whole time. I think it's just I think it's just who produced it. I I, I guess in some way. Because it was created and produced uh, by Oh, here we go, I've got it. Da- David Agnell. Peter Casey and David Lee as Grub Street Productions in association with uh, Gramnet and Paramount Network Television. So that's what it is, is that Paramount uh, has that part of it. Uh, it's, of course, a spinoff of Cheers, continuing the story of psychiatrist Fraser Crane as he returns to his hometown of Seattle and starts building a new life as a radio advice show host while connecting with his father and brother and making new friends. It starred Kelsey Grammer as the eponymous character, as well as Jane Levy's David Hyde Pierce, Perry Gulpin, and John uh, Mahoney. Now... We love to get the introduction out of the way. Here's another thing uh, we love to get out of the way. Uh, so I said, you know, the people who created Frasier, the Grub Street Productions. You mm-hmm. Now, they were not the people who created Cheers. They were, you know, they'd worked on Cheers. But, uh, you know, Peter Casey, you know, like, it's just they, they you know, they, uh, they wrote and produced Cheers and, you know, uh, and uh, co-created Wings and Frasier, and Frasier, which is why Frasier appears briefly in Wings. Same with mm. David Lee. Same with David Agnell, who died about 20 years ago. You know, oh, 9-11. Y- yes. In 9-11. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. He and his oh, wife no. <laughs> were aboard American Airlines Flight 11. Whoa! Oh, um, my God! I learned this. I learned this, Matt while on the call with you oh my and I god had not i had to not blow that so they were on the fl- i mean i was expecting the, them to be in the building uh, no because no, I mean, that was it was bound for la if i remember yeah right, so. that was, they were they were on the flight 
Wow. Uh, so that is wild. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a David Agnell Humanitarian Award that is a right, uh, given from the uh, the Screen Writers Association. Uh, yeah, so that is blowing uh, my fucking mind. Uh, and that is why uh, Niles and David's or why, why Niles and Daphne's son is named David in tribute to him. But yes, uh, so um, damn things we'd like to talk about at the show just there right off the top. Just yeah. wanted to you know get that one in because uh, <laughs> this time for the first time we've talked about it, it's relevant. Yeah, because it's the thing where I was wondering. Uh, I, was, I was relevant for twenty four. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was relevant for twenty four. You're right. But uh, I was wondering because I was like, how have the people who made Frasier not really like gone on to do much? Well, because they got a bunch of money from Frasier and <laughs> one of them died in the ni- and died on nine eleven, and that is what I have to say. <laughs> now, I it was my pick this week, and I picked Frasier because I'm a bit of a Frasier, I would say. In many ways. Oh my god! Uh, and it's the You're show. You're such a Fraser. I couldn't stop getting you out of my head. I couldn't <laughs> get you out of my head. That's a more accurate statement. Uh, while watching this show, just yeah. w- with the way that he reacted to the room being rearranged <laughs> and people not knowing stuff. Would you describe your interior decorating as eclectic? Not particularly. No, but. I wouldn't say so. Uh, the the most I felt represented by Fraser is in the finale. Uh, when he said, do you remember? And then his father said, I think we're about to. And then Frazier <laughs> went on undeterred quoting something. <laughs> and I felt like I was under attack in that moment. I was just like, man down, man down. Uh, but yes, so I, I picked it because it's one of those shows where it's like, oh, yeah, I know I love Frazier. How much Frasier have I seen? I don't know, like seven episodes completely maybe growing up. Yeah. Where it was just one of the shows my parents would have on. Uh and uh, was just like, yeah, but like, you know, I've seen clips on Twitter. It's a lot of the being like on Twitter and knowing like that it's very important for a certain block of leftist Twitter. You know, I've seen all of the memes that point out how much The Undertaker looks like Kelsey Grammer. Yes. You know? I mean, the, yeah. the iconic him getting up and then the caption, Niles, this is the worst idea we've ever had. Is, <laughs> you know, yeah. a classic. So did anyone else have any relationship with this show? So my parents watched this show. I don't think they watched it from like 93 to 04, but when I was growing up, they would, you know, they watched Thursday at NBC, they watched Friends, they watched Will and Grace, they watched Frasier, and I was just sort of like getting into staying up late enough to watch those kind of things and trying to sort of like get comedy kind of where you kind of would laugh at things that you don't necessarily understand. Um, and so I, I would mean, watch I laughed at the audience laughing just as often yeah, as I, I mean, laughed did, at the they, jokes in the show. Did a good job. Uh, and like the, my big takeaway that I remember from my childhood is that like, I thought that he was supposed to be British and then understand that he's like, Oh, he's speaking in an upper class, uh, overeducated, over literate way. I thought he was, I thought it was a British actor doing a bad American accent when I was young. And then it's even more Uh, thrown by there being a British character on the show. In linguistic circles, I believe they call it puke, which is pretentious, educated white. Yes. Yes, we've talked about that uh, during Big Dumb Lights at one point because there were some pukes on Julie's college visit. There, I got that yeah. into. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then a couple years ago, I think for reasons like Ian is describing, I was like, I should try to watch Frasier. And I watched this pilot and I wasn't really feeling it. Um, this time I, I liked it a lot more. <laughs> I, I, it right. I would watch, I would absolutely yeah. watch Frasier I, tomorrow. Yeah, spoilers, was this was great to me. Matt and Steven, how did you have any relationship with Frasier? 
How did you have it? I know you had it. What was what was your what what did Fraser do to you? What was so the, what was the there are two there what are did two, Fraser stir inside of you? There are two sections of Fraser. So one thing about Fraser is that every once in a while I'll learn that Kelsey Grammer is the voice of something and be like, whoa. Uh, or I'll learn okay, that he's like yeah. a good singer or something. I don't I don't I don't actually know, but you guys can fill in those blanks. Yeah. The, he, um, he sings the song. And and he sings as Sideshow Bob a bunch. Baby, I hear the blues, the blues are calling, just salad and scrambled. That's know. not the first time we do this. Yeah. That song will be referenced a bunch. Calling again. Um, yeah, so... Uh, What's the second one? Well, no, no, no. The, the, so the first is... Um, I, was a very, I was a very scared, anxious kid. Um, and I didn't really understand how scared and anxious I was until I started looking back, but I couldn't sleep because I was too afraid of, I don't know, ghosts, um, for gosh, too many years growing up. So I would do this thing where if I was, I know I used to live with you. (laughs) Well, well, up until, I mean, like, you know, it was, it was Steven and I, it was, we'd both be sitting in our, sitting, swirling a glass of wine as we chatted about, you know, our deep fears, bats, ghosts. It's less of a thing now. The dark. In the past, uh, I would go to my parents' bedroom and sleep at the at the foot of their bed like I was a dog, and my dad (laughs) would do a lot of watching sitcoms. He would watch sitcoms until he fell asleep. He would not fall asleep without the TV on. Sometimes he'd watch like the ten forty five Sports Extra on forty three the block. Uh, but other times, <laughs> that was watch. that was deeply embedded in you, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. <laughs> other times he'd watch Seinfeld or Frasier or etc. So that was my first experience with Frasier. I don't think I registered a single thing about it. The second thing was a friend of mine uh, and future guest Senator Meow. At one point, went through. Uh, he watched every episode of Frasier in a row. Um, during a particularly like weird, just graduated from college summer, uh, so I watched a couple episodes during that extreme watch through, uh, and was like, "Wow, this is a pretty Senator Meow show," uh, and that's that's the end of my experience. There are two sitcoms from this era that I think are widely considered to still be good, which is Seinfeld and Frasier. Um, people think friends are good, but those people should be put in a hole and have dirt <laughs> shoveled over them. Damn, uh, he just killed the entire Zoomer generation. Yeah, fuck friends. Uh, here's Matt. the whole. Here's Matt. the entirety of friends. What if that guy was gay? <laughs> okay. Matt, Matt wants to do to the Matt wants to do to Friends fans what uh, Frank Vincent did to Joe Pesci in Casino. Yes. <laughs> Shit sucks. Uh, the only relationship that I had with Frasier, other than knowing that it was kind of a pair with Seinfeld in that it was one yeah. of the only other sitcoms that lasted, is the 30 Rock bit where Kelsey Grammer is getting the cake and telling them intentionally to misspell Frasier so he can get a disc, so he can like return the cake and get the money in some weird scam that he's running <laughs> where he's telling them to spell it Frasier and they're like don't you mean Frasier he's like trust me it's Frasier and then they return it and they get money for it I don't remember the exact context of it <laughs> but every time I hear Frasier I think Frasier <laughs> I mean yeah listen 30 Rock's one of those shows where his Frasier 
It's Ferger. <laughs> so it's it is fun to know, like Kelsey Grammer, TV you know icon. What's Kelsey Grammer been up to recently? Well, he was in that movie Money Plane, where there was the plane There's that the was money a casino. <laughs> And I think I think Edge from WWE. They stole that bit it. from Squilliam Fancy Son. I I what? believe um is it Kelsey Grammer who had the movie that uh has Mark Hollis's like last song that he ever wrote and released what? in it? I think there's some obscure <laughs> Kelsey Grammer movie from like two thousand. Yeah, he died a few years ago. Did he? Yeah. Huh. That's I a mean, that, if there's anybody here that would know, it's you. <laughs> I'm looking at Kelsey Grammer's career as well, where it's just one of those ones where you're just like, yeah, he was Frasier. He was Frasier Why on do we Cheers. Need more, why yes. are we asking Ke- more Frasier, of him? Kelsey Grammer had a show. He was on only Fra- iconic. On, he had a show called Boss that was on Stars in 2012. Yes. Ooh, okay. And the first new music that Stars. Mark Hollis had made 14 years bleak. after Talk Talk had broken up was for <laughs> the show Boss. I think that's the last music that he ever like released to that's the public. That's fucking bleak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there have been never, ever, ever give stars any form of intellectual property. At Do you all. think Kelsey Grammer has listened to Spirit of Eden? Yes. Okay. Here are the. Do you think Fraser Crane was in the early nineties when they came out? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, here are um, here are some shows that Kelsey Grammer was like the star of, uh, following Fraser. Uh, let me know if you've heard of any of these. We already I, mentioned. I, I've seen one of the ones you're going to mention. I can't wait to find out which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. So you already mentioned Boss. Mm-hmm. Where is that on here? Ah, yes, 2011 to 2012. He was Mayor Tom Kane. Okay. Uh, before that, there was Back to You. Me and my parents watched the pilot of Back to You, which also starred Patricia Heaton, fresh off Everybody Loves Raymond, and a young Josh Gad. I believe huh. that hold on about news about news anchors. Hmm. Yes, uh, it has yeah seventeen episodes. Um, I yes, Lights Camera Jackson, uh, the weird child film critic, has a <laughs> podcast devoted entirely to back to you Incredible because we live in hell. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got you've got back An to icon. you, boss, the last tycoon. An adaptation of the F. Scott Fitzgerald book. Sure. Uh, Three Below, Tales of Arcadia. Oh, sorry, no. Troll Hunters, Tales of Arcadia, a Netflix show made by Guillermo del Toro and produced what? by DreamWorks Animation. What? He was a voice in 52 episodes. I've never heard of this. Uh, I, I, I guess the voice acting element of his career yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's a very been in a couple things, voice acting. Yeah. I definitely yeah. thought for a second you were saying Kelsey Grammer was in the video game Skies of Arcadia. But, oh, my no. God. I would love the. Fr- I mean, I would love a Fraser RPG. Full stop. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, you know, you have the rest of the cast. I feel like are mostly at at the at least the start are just well. John Mahoney had a career. Yeah, you know, he'd been in, he'd he been in films beforehand. And David yes. Hyde Pierce, of course, is in What Hot American Summer. Well, yeah, that's after. He's. I mean, this show to me, yeah, it's icons end to end. Chief amongst them, of course, David Hyde Pierce, a man I adore. Is the person who played Daphne Moon actually British? Yes, she just is from Essex, which has what the accent where it sounds like they're making accent. fun of British people. It sounds like it's fake. This one, yeah. this one, a shitload of Emmys, right? 
uh, I think like Kelsey Grammer just like they would just keep giving it to him. And I and remember for the final really season, good, they would so. and during the final yeah. season they were like television's most honored comedy. Yeah, for yeah, I mean, fuck it, should be. It's, it's good. It's a great show. But this is gonna be like it's such a breezy one to talk through because like I mean, there's no grand in depth like here's the plot by there's plot breakdown of Frasers. There's not even The pilot just yeah, ends. <laughs> It's remarkable, and I mean, even yeah, the finale. It's a sitcom. But even but, but, like, the but finale, often sitcom episodes have an arc. Nothing occurred in a very just, good way. That's I not true. Like, so much happened. The pilot sets up just, a lot. It was five but, vignettes, and yeah, then yeah. the credits roll, and you're like, I oh, can't, guess that's how I the episode ends. I can't get over the fact that, and, and it's so good for how pretentious this show is, and is aware that it is, which is really what part of what makes it good is the fact that every scene has a name every scene every scene is named so travis you probably saw this the other night i watched the uh tarkovsky masterpiece andre rublev which is broken up into like eight chapters and between each one there's the title screen that Mm -hmm. just says you know the thing and I for like you know like ah oh, the raid and I forgot that Frasier is structured like that so I turned into Frasier and then there's just a first scene that just says you know like the good son I was like what and then yes it's the next scene it's so, has the name it's so wild to do a classic laugh track sitcom twenty two minute episode thing that has like a, a scene that's called the Idol King yes or whatever yes. like yeah that's this show <laughs> there's a lot ass. happening yeah there's nothing yeah, else like it's it it's pretty unique I was thinking that like it's, I, it's, I I got the laugh track and I was like wow it's been a long time since I've watched a show with a laugh track and uh, and then I was just like well this show is doing a lot of strange things it felt at times like a precursor to Gilmore Girls and at times like a precursor to like I don't know some made up show that doesn't exist yet <laughs> what's a comedy I'm show not. about rich people doing rich people shit you know fucking uh, arrested yeah, development them. succession if you'd call it that <laughs> but the better it would have not really a comedy Succession's absolutely a comedy. I know, but, but only sort of. Yeah. I mean, it. I do like that, yeah, it is... I mean, no one in the show is particularly grounded, but I then like when they are introduced to an even more cartoonish character, such as Frasier's agent, who's implied oh my God. to be the devil. That the most incredible character I've ever seen. I was. I loved her. I was like, wow, this person rules. I don't when know where Destiny she came calls, from. When Destiny calls, Phoebe calls back and screws Destiny to the wall. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh, But that's all the finale. Uh, I will say, I think one of the things, this finale, I think of all the ones we've watched was the one that worked the best that stands alone because it's a sitcom. But even then they were just like, boom, here's everything. We're out of the way. (laughs) Clear the runway for this. It's, you know, it's funny. So Travis, I think, well, we'll wait till we get to that one. Uh, They uh, they had a wedding, a twist. They had a fucking... But before... uh, we could get to any of that animal had, birth before we get to all of that <laughs> we get we get the pilot which sets up yes so dr fraser crane fresh off of his i believe second divorce or maybe he because there was like on cheers he had like unengagement that was broken and then he meets marries has a child and i think divorces lilith all in the span of that show classic ross geller uh, move you know do we meet yeah. the child fraser's child in this show at some point, but I did. It did remind me that Fraser is like a deadbeat dad. Just yeah, I had no coats. idea that he that that was part of his character was that he had a child at all yes. at any point in yeah the yeah. twenty years. This character was on TV. 
Yeah, I mean, you have the idea. It's yes, you have the idea of what Frasier is from pop culture, and then like the reality where it's like, yeah, Frasier was married like three times, which actually is very consistent with the real world version yeah. of what this asshole psychiatrist would be like. Uh, but yeah, he's he's returned to Seattle where he's now hosting a radio show because, as he said, his life had gotten stale. His social life consisted of going to a bar. His wife left him, and he was despondent. And then she returned. And he was miserable, or, or it was excruciating. <laughs> but yeah, so he's 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 hosting the show. He's taking a call from Griffin Dunn, uh, you know, looking for advice because yeah, it's it's mostly you know celebrities calling in, which is absolutely how it should be. I, I've you know thought before if I was a person of you know grand celebrity status, like the dumb shit I would want to do, Just and like appearing show all the time. Well, just appearing in shows like this would be absolutely the move. I mean, we yeah. were we were mocking I, we've it. all we've all we've been saying it for years. Don't give anyone new an opportunity. Absolutely, there's a there's there's no room for any new person to have the any success. The new people can get like an actual on-screen role instead, yeah. and the famous people can do this. Yeah, no, that's the thing is I wouldn't want to be prominent roles. It'd be the here is me being a voice that's the call in. Here's me because being... nobody nobody needs any sort of reel that they've gotten hired to do small parts so in order to progress their career. We hate that. We hate people progressing their career. Steven, only I the do. elite. Steven, I don't need this. I don't need. I don't need you. <laughs> I think Steven, I'm going to okay, go first. Say I'm okay. glad that oh. none of your friends can get a fucking okay, role Steven. on a show like this right now because you're annoying me. Yeah. Also, Steven, <laughs> hey, if you don't need if you don't need me, why don't you host the podcast today? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go with this again. I apparently want, I'm a burden. I just want, I apparently just... I'm a burden. I know how it is. I know how it is, Stephen. Listen, you can you you're doing this just because you feel guilty. I understand. I've the best joke in the, the best joke in the pilot is when he says you're doing this because you feel guilty, and then he shouts, oh, "Of course, it's the guilt." I've <laughs> had I've had I've had like a couple conversations recently about with my dad about how dads don't know how to express themselves in reference to my own father. And then I watched this and was like, is there going to be any acknowledgement? Cause I was, I literally, my dad watched it with me. Like he watched both episodes. With <laughs> wow. Me. Uh, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Wouldn't it be fun if you were like Brad Pitt and instead of being like a cool guest star, you're just like a guy who drops coffee in the background of one scene. And then everyone's like, wait, was that Brad Pitt? I mean, yeah, you could go I the full, you could go the full length like when Prince guest starred on New Girl because he told the New Girl producers he wanted to guest star. And they were like, great, yeah, you want to... That's one of like four episodes I've seen. Yeah, and they were like, you Same. want a minor role? And he was like, no, I want to be there to tell Jess and Nick that they need to get together. <laughs> I want to be the voice of the fans. And they were like, I mean, sure, we're not going to say no to you. You're Prince. I come through and through. Uh... Yes, uh, he's uh, you know he's 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 there with his producer Roz, who's great. Um, Love Roz and Roz Gang. Yeah, and she's just like he's like Fraser's just like so. How did I do that first episode? And she's like, you were terrible. Here's a list of notes because he's like I can handle criticism. She's like, well, no, actually, you're. Uh, and then he's like, oh, well, you mentioned my brother called, and then runs off, and then we get oh uh, yeah the the second the scene the brother. Yes, it's so ominous when said like that, and they're at. The coffee shop, one of the like, you know, two locations in this show. Is, three, three. is a is a Supremo 
some lost espresso drink from the era of ah, 90s second wave coffee. Maybe. Okay, hold on. Because I've never fucking heard of it, and I've worked in coffee for... I worked in coffee forever. Matt, it would appear that Supremo is actually a type of bean huh. of some sorts, it says here. Uh, is it a coffee bean? Colombian or is it like Supremo a pinto coffee. Bean? No, co- Colombian Supremo coffee is grown high in the Colombian Andes. And you would just order it by that acidity. name? But um, call a latte made with Supremo just a Supremo? Listen, this dude's I, a this freak. Just, I bet the people who work at this coffee shop are like, this guy, like, it, it's like part of the training. It's like, we have a regular here. He's going to say Supremo. He means a latte made with this specific coffee. Like, I'm, it's fine. I feel like canonically, at some point, Frazier absolutely gets to that point where it reveals, yes, the, 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 the amount of work around him to keep the artifice of his life present. Yeah. It's in this scene that the first time... Uh, I was like, I was like, I think this show's got like pe- people who criticize this show criticize it for being like too highbrow or whatever. And then I was like, well, only like the f- the second line in the second scene was mentioned a Lalik, and I don't know what that is, and I had to Google it. I'm not that fragile. I'm not a Lalik. So is that? Uh, I, yeah, I, I just uh, rolled with it. What is that? Like some type of specific? Is it like a? A contemporary with like you know like a Tiffany Glass Company or something like that. It's like, it's Crystal is like okay. I googled it. Crystal Lalique, the ultimate symbol of French luxury. Yeah, it's perfect. Like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think like the key to the show's success is like you don't have to get everything Fraser's saying. Like, what's funny is just like the the inherent uh, you know these two pretentious uh, guys and their father who's like a lout. And like the tension that's created between them, although it's and even just conceptually, it's very funny to imagine they're like blue collar cop dad raising these two kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Where's the young Frasier? That's what we need at Paramount. Way Plus. more Not than young, young Sheldon. Sheldon. Need young yeah. young yeah. Frasier. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's 1970s or what? Honestly, you know, yeah. 1970s that Seattle. Like a great show. It was around this coffee shop scene that I clocked this feeling like watching a british show and then i couldn't shake yes. that feeling i get that uh throughout the rest of both episodes it felt so much like faulty towers specifically right i imagine a show like this is inspired by a lot of british comedy because it's yeah. a comedy of errors being like kind of the main it's deal. a comedy of errors well, comedy of manners daphne moon was in monty python's the meaning of life and i was like oh okay so like really? i'm not crazy for thinking in which bit I don't know. You just saw an IMDb issue in that? Yeah. Okay. Matt, earlier, meaning of I don't look up anything. Either. I don't look up Matt anything later. except <laughs> I see, I'm allowed to skim a Wikipedia page oh, no, for an I actor. But it's just the, not, it's just what I'm not allowed to read the full sentence of what it says. Mm-hmm. I just like if whatever appears on the thing, maybe it's like her dad got famous for being in Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Who knows? Uh, by the way, just um, uh, we talked or we talked about this. Uh, Travis, you were the one who asked about this, but about Fraser being you know pretty hyper acclaimed or whatever with uh, awards. Uh, uh, the creators won the primetime Emmy for the pilot for writing the episode. Mm. Uh, the director won uh, the Directors Guild and Primetime Emmy Award for the direction in this episode. And Kelsey Grammer's performance in a lead, as a lead actor on a comedy series, the nomination was... the He submitted this episode and won his first. Damn. So, yes. It's it's right there. Um, it, it's fucking good. Like, 
Yeah. I gotta say, like it's it hits. Yeah, when so Niles is is there to talk with Fraser about how their father is. He fell and was and was on the ground. He uh, you know for in the bathroom, trapped for an hour or or longer until someone found him. Uh, he was a cop who had been shot, so he was forced to retire early. I think canonically, he was basically just like I was a few days away from my pension. That that classic trope. But uh, yeah, they they sit and they're just like, well, it's it's time to talk about dad. And this is where we get introduction to one of the most important characters in in the Ark of Fraser, the unseen Maris, Niles' wife, who exists in all possibilities and in all ways. Uh, just the, the constant, well, I mean, Maris, no, no, she's deathly allergic to... You know, like the, the, yeah, perfect. The yeah, this yeah. is a very Seinfeld-esque bit to me. Like they, to have I, I, that name, yes, and, for an and unseen that, character. Yeah, and it's and it's just the thing where it's like, oh no no we couldn't do this. Maris is allergic to cats, shellfish, children. Like that's every like those jokes, and they still that's, always he, hit. Uh, Bob uh, Bob Sacamano in <laughs> Kramer's friend. <laughs> One of the other. Uh, um, I, this is this is something I recall from the show, uh, from one of the random episodes I've seen. Uh, do you want a bit of insight into Maris, or do we want to just keep that mystery forever? Because Maris is old money, and I remember where Maris's money comes from. Or no, she's new money. I remember where her family I'm fortune comes from. Go for it. Uh, it's I believe it's during the divorce proceedings. Uh, Niles learns this because he's going. It's a difficult divorce, and then he learns that all his life or all their marriage, he had thought that Maris's money came from timber that she was like, it was like some timber fortune. Mm-hmm. And then it learned that she's the heir to a urinal cake fortune. And that's what it like. That's where the money comes from. So it's just Good something bit. where he, yeah, it's just something where it's like calling Maris's lawyer to be like Maris. I think it's time for us to, t-. and then like, you know, leads to some dumb joke about that. And then like immediately settles, you know, and he gets everything. But was Niles a new creation for this show? I believe I mean, it might have been like Fraser mentioned having a brother, but I don't think Niles ever appears in Cheers. Yeah, just just for Fraser, it's where he first appears. I don't know any you know greater detail, but they liked his headshot and thought that he looked uh, a lot. And, uh, he looked like he could be related to Kelsey Grammer, so they're like, "That's the guy to play his brother." Uh, and yeah, they they sit and they talk about you know what to do with their father as he's like, "Well, I've got." pamphlets from these homes you know and david hyde pierce makes a meal out of that line that's just like we care so you don't have to and then fraser's just like fine i'll take dad in i'll do it uh and then you know whatever the next scene is named we we segue to that it's called the father oh is it just the father yeah anthony hopkins Uh, comes in there he's just like doesn't know who anyone is he wants his mommy he wants his mommy you know, uh, uh, Olivia Coleman's there and Mark Gaddis is there, but then suddenly Mark Gaddis is, um, and then Imogen Poots shows up and he charms her. And then he's like, I actually hate you. Uh, yeah. yeah. He deserved the Oscar. He's great. So weird. Um, <laughs> so weird that he won. This is the first episode we've done since the Oscars. It will come out weeks after the Oscars. Don't worry. Imogen Poots uh, isn't a real fucking name. It's the it's most, a real person. It's the most, this is a name that like, did she get bullied in Britain, or are they all named like that? They're all named, They're all like named that. that way. Uh, yes, so, uh, uh, you know, he's, uh, we, we are quickly 
the dynamics quickly established. And yeah, this, I mean, the show moves at a breakneck speed because it is just more than any like sitcom I've watched, especially recently where it's just like, ah, what's the joke here? This, this scene's only existing for a joke. Yeah. You know, so it's just dad's here and he's brought his chair and Frazier hates the chair. And there's a great chair callback in the finale. Because mm-hmm. he explains, you know, his his whole apartment and he's got, you know, nothing matches, but it's eclectic. He's got the Eames chair. And I find it funny that he's like, nothing matches when this apartment actually looks now like a fucking, like, CB2 ad. Yeah. Dude's got such a fucking garbage fit for somebody who cares this much about the aesthetics of his apartment. He looks like my ass. Matt, everyone dressed like this in 1993. It's yeah. so fucking And shit. again, he's got Ben Franklin hair for some reason. Oh, uh, he... <laughs> really cleans he, that up a lot later. Thank yeah, God, man. It's watching this, you're just like, man, people would do this. I mean, he needed to drop that top. It looks like Kenny Powers hair a little bit, too. It's like yeah. this... It's not good. Man. So, yeah, the next scene, uh, we get the introduction of Daphne Moon, who would be on uh, for the remainder of the show as the new caretaker and in-home care for Martin. Right. So the scene is basically... played by a 52-year-old man. And like, yeah, yeah. he's in-home care. <laughs> yeah, the scene is basically... He got blasted. Uh, That's fine. Frazier says goodbye to the caretaker and says she's the most impressive woman he's ever met. And then his dad's like, fuck her. And then a, and then a rude British woman comes in and his dad's like, absolutely, yes, this person. Um, which I kind of thought he would just because she was cute. I thought they were going to play like a sexist angle on it, but it really wasn't that. They really just played a she's rude, and I like that. Uh, he wanted angle. somebody to antagonize Frazier. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And more than rude, she's kooky. Woo! She's a psychic. Yeah, she's, she's, she's psychic. She can see the future, uh, which is cool. But she does make a self aware psychic joke where she says, Eddie, I can tell you're a dog, which I thought was fun. Yeah. I love the idea that Fraser is not amenable to Eddie, a perfect creature. Yeah, yeah, Eddie's lovely. My favorite line delivery in all of these is, and this is Eddie. <laughs> and it's just, no uh, one has ever had more contempt for an animal in a line <laughs> than that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, Daphne, she's great. She's from Manchester, uh, even though this is not a Manchester accent. Uh, they do not have any consistency on the moon's accent, it would seem, and I love it for that. Yeah. One I of the moons it. is clearly Scottish. I wonder which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the soccer song that they sing. Yeah, that yeah. was cute. So, yeah, Daphne gets hired. Uh, great choice. We get uh, Frasier, you know, at work confiding with Roz about his problems, you know, with his father and all of this. And Roz is like, here, I know how to help. Here's a story about this actress who... Lupi Velez. You know, the urban legend of her suicide and it being a, a particularly humiliating one, which is not how it actually was in real life, but... I didn't know that was a real story. I thought that was... Uh, the, the like, she, uh, she was found in her bed, uh, not, in, not with her head in the toilet uh, <laughs> after chalupas. Yeah, her enchiladas. Her enchiladas, you're right, sorry. So, uh, she's just like, yeah, listen, you know, in this moment, she, she tells the story just to be like, listen, it might not go how you want it to go, but it can but still work gonna out. Go. It's going to go in some way. Ride the wave, Frazier. He's like, okay. And then he, he gets a call, and he's just like, yeah, this is Martin. 
on the line. He wants. Well, to, we we missed. Oh, they we, had we a jumped, huge blow yes. argument where uh, Frazier was like, "Just what could you thank me? You know, or thank yeah. or thank you would be nice for like what I'm doing for you, even though like they had the debate about like a by a burden, all this like it's yes. a pretty heavy like a learning thing on the sitcom. Yeah. And the, uh, I mean, as I said, that line where it's just like, you know, you're only doing this because you feel guilty. And then Frazier, of course I'm doing it because of guilt. (laughs) As he's like, but there are other reasons, but of course it's guilt. Which I love that it's just, I love when it's just genuine out there, open the emotion in that instead of like, like a modern version of the show. I was thinking of watching this where I was like, the Netflix version of this takes five episodes to get to the end of this episode. Yeah. Right. Like weeks pass in this pilot. Yeah, which is good. He's like all of this Bring time. This back. It's like unless the point is being slow, like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, then every show should have this much happen. Yeah. This, yeah, this breakneck in every pace, episode. Like, oh, there's no quiet points. <laughs> says the says the Riverdale fan. Right. My understanding. Riverdale, of Riverdale has two outside. seasons happen per episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they they have that fight, and then Martin's like, "Well, I know how to reach out. I'm going to call." And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Frazier thank you as he you know explains put him on the, the spot on air put him on though I do love that like Frazier from the jump is like about ready to cry yeah yes you know when when yeah when Martin's just like yeah you know I'm I'm I've moved in with my son and there's some friction and I just I really want him to know how much it means that how much he's doing this and he's like you know and I I don't know how to tell him it and then just Frazier well I think he. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer kicks ass in this scene. (laughs) He's amazing in a lot of this, but this scene in particular, I was like, damn, he is is doing so much and all of it is working. And then, I mean, John Mahoney is also doing a great job then in this on the call only because he's like, yeah, I said thank you. You hear? Yeah, that was such a good good touch. Do you hear me say thank you? (laughs) Just turning on the touch. Yes, I, I heard that. Uh, I'm uh, speaking of Kelsey Grammer's acting. I meant to bring this up when we were talking about the shows that he's been on, and like the general just lack of success playing non-Fraser characters. Is he a blackballed Hollywood conservative, or is it just like you can't escape the shadow of this character? Or I think it's I think it's the second, and he would say it's the first because he because all conservatives would say it's the first. Yes, Yes, but I think because like the number of times where they'll have Kelsey Grammer appear in a sitcom, like we talked about it earlier, the Thirty Rock. Uh, and all of that where it's just like, I think it's clearly like, yeah, they would love to, you know, they, they, he would, they would love him around and doing, you know, Frasier-y things that aren't Frasier. He just can't escape it. Like, you know, in a different world, does he get the, is he the second call after Baldwin passes huh. on the Mr. Mayor show that Tina Fey wrote for him? And instead they're like, oh, we'll give it to Ted Danson. You know, like what world sense. was it where it's like, oh, you know, Kelsey Grammer definitely could have been in these conversations. You know, he just might be like a bit of a prickly person to work with, it seems. But it he crushes it here. You know, yeah. playing somebody who I wonder, like, how repellent he would find Fraser's politics. I'm not really sure what Fraser's politics are. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, like he I seems mean, like a he's lot probably of evil fucking like, people went to Harvard. <laughs> he's probably virtue signaling lib, right? That's what I assume. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, he's a therapist, so you think tend to be more liberal, but he also went to Harvard. The Harvard-educated son of a cop, which is a Whoa. very weird combo of things to be, but he's from Seattle. It should be legal like, to just jump those I don't people. Know. I bet Frazier had a... Frazier absolutely had a Marxist phase at some point in his life. 
Of course. To a, just like Barack Obama, just like trying to date yeah, somebody exactly. in college. Trying to, yeah, trying to fuck somebody. He's probably a libertarian. That's what I'm going to settle on. So what, is Kelsey Grammer like a Trump Republican guy? No, I think he he's seems like just a libertarian. like a, yeah, I don't know, but he was, he, he was in the movie An American Carol, which was what like all that? the Hollywood conservatives coming together to do a Christmas Carol Whoa. movie. Okay, so is, season two, episode seven of Frasier. The candidate, Martin appears. This this episode sounds killer. Sorry to kind of break the the the, the way we do the show sometimes, but it's just Martin appears in an ad for a candidate who Fraser and Niles say is politically incorrect, and thus mm. are like, um, they Niles encourages Fraser to endorse the opponent, but Fraser then learns that the opponent confidentially or confidentially tells Fraser he was abducted by aliens. So now Fraser's just like, oh no, what have I gotten myself into? That kicks ass. I endorse yeah. anybody who says that. Kelsey Grammer, probably like an economic conservative guy who and like probably really enjoyed that he's like taking, you know, the piss out of like highfalutin over at yeah. yeah. Libs, which are, you know, are worth doing dude, that go to off, in general. Yeah, go off uh, him. I bet you hate when you're triggering. Tri- they're being triggered like this. All of us. Nah, man, keep doing it. Yeah, I don't think he'd ever be a, you know, a, a Randy Quaid or whatever. Though oh, <laughs> um, so Kelsey Grammer should, uh, you know, definitely declare that he too will run for uh, governor of, of California. Actually, he should run. He should run as governor of California in his second most prominent role to me. Third most prominent role, not sideshow Bob. Uh, that would be, of course, the Beast, Doctor Hank McCoy. And I do love the uh, the fact that fresh off of Fraser, somebody at Fox was like, "What if we just hired Fraser to play Beast in the X Men movie? Does that make sense?" And that he was like, "Yes, I'll do that." <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> It's in a very the, right. He's in he's in multiple X Men movies, very small roles. He he definitely was you know in the makeup chair for twelve hours a day. Ooh. Oh right, I thought that was the end of the fin- the episode, but yes, um, yeah, we have the Linda, Linda Hamilton phone call. Well, we've got you know we got Linda Hamilton phone call, and then we actually see Eddie because he had, he had set up before earlier that Eddie. Maybe we'd seen no, Eddie we saw Eddie earlier. We had seen Eddie earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'd seen uh, see them just, all you know. sitting in front of the TV. Yes. And Which seems the, like a good just, vibe. I'd do this. Yeah. And the crowd is like losing. The laugh track slash live audience, unclear which uh, in the pilot is a little bit overzealous. They they're, are they're, they're fucking... It's the funniest thing they've ever <laughs> fucking seen. <laughs> it's 1993. Yeah, it's like, have you ever I laughed mean, like that at anything? <laughs> every morning, <laughs> I, every morning I wake up... I, I slam I, I, I do a palm slam DVD of Frasier <laughs> and right then and there I start doing moves along with the main character Frasier <laughs> that's actually me though is that that's my future now is doing that <laughs> sorry Steven you were starting to say something and then we we saw the door this is how my brain works anytime anyone wakes up every morning so <laughs> if you say that part of a sentence I wake up every morning and I and I start work and at about two at, at three thirty in the morning when you start work. Two hours after I wake up, my father wakes up, gets up, takes a shower, walks to the basement where he turns on some sitcom from probably I don't know the TV TV land uh, that he recorded previously, and he laughs like 
no one you've ever heard before. He laughs like the the like the drunkest man in the bar. He's <laughs> he laughs he laughs like somebody that you that really wants someone who's in another room to know that he is laughing. My dad does and, that while rewatching Curb episodes. Um. And and I imagine if if you ever want someone to make your laugh track sitcom sound funny. Uh, I just, if you're listening to this podcast and you run a show like Big Bang Theory, just get my dad on the show. It'll increase your rate. Steven, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's this, the kind of person who is in the live audience yeah. of any show, I think. I, yeah. I mean this with respect. Your father's laugh sounds like he's about to reveal that he's actually mad and is going to pull a gun <laughs> and threaten somebody. <laughs> like, that's what that laugh is. It's, it's, very, it's, a, it's a very exaggerated laugh, and then you get unsettled because you think he's going to go, like, Joe Pesci or De Niro on your ass. I remember standing off stage. While some opening act performs at an improv festival, and and just standing waiting to go on and hearing that and being like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we all feel on the uh, the pilot? Good, solid pilot. Lo- yeah, good Very shit. Pro. Pulled off what we said was not possible, which is good comedy pilot. I was just going to bring up, yeah, this was this a, was this was a, a good pilot. this was a good comedy pilot. The, fa- the, the 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 best part of this is that it was like this is a pilot. Like yeah. <laughs> we're going to introduce the characters now, and, and they're also, not trying to hide him it. from Cheers. Well, and that and so that probably helps a little bit is that the character already had the built-in audience mm-hmm. and knowledge. But that's the other thing is it's not like this is a pilot, and also we have to set up like here's the character. Like thing you make on the Superstore episode, but you should listen if you hadn't listened to that one. But where it's just like, okay, so this person's taking a job and we have to set up all of this. It's just like, here's a character. All we're doing, his work is not actually that important. All we're doing is setting up all of the other characters in the show. And we're only doing that through jokes. And you are immediately, like every character's first joke perfectly defines them to the point that when we watch the last episode, immediately after, we're like, these characters haven't changed. We get who they still are from this. I mean, when have you actually seen this before? Like, what other good comedy pilots even fucking exist? Like, the only other one I can think of that I was like, this actually communicated what the show is, is Arrested Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah, Arrested Development pilot is almost like as we talked about in Superstore Curb also, because that's the easiest show to just define what everyone is immediately. Because nobody's Uh, anything except for fucking Larry. Yeah, but like even Seinfeld, I've not seen the Seinfeld pilot, but it's like it's no good. I know man. it's supposed to be very different from yeah the show, and like Elaine wasn't really established character. Like there's all sorts of weird stuff, and here no, it's, it's just pretty, like the same ha- four or people. Kramer has a dog in the pilot. Yeah, it's pretty incredible that they were like, we know what we want to do, and it will work. Like yeah, this is what yeah, we're gonna yeah. do. We're gonna do it as long as you guys want us to do it, and oh. that's gonna be eleven seasons. And at season eleven, we're still gonna be doing that. Uh, yep. also, like, yep. Was there any character, like even in the brief ones that we see where we were like, oh, I did it, it didn't click? Because I felt like, I mean, Niles pops off the screen from moment one. Yeah. When you see. Maybe some of the weird other radio guys, but even them, it's just like, because they were unfamiliar to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like, you, you only get that brief scene with Roz, but like that character is just there. And yeah. The, Immediately I get Roz. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a, yeah, it's a perfectly constructed, so, wonderful little pilot. So, would you watch it? I'm yeah. I so I think this is the show that I'm going to. Since wow. due to personal reasons, I fell off of Sailor Moon. Yeah, uh, and the did you just 
endorphin rush <laughs> of watching this and just being like, oh, I might, you know, like if I wasn't taking notes, I would like I could have looked at my phone and been like, I'm still I hear the joke. I hear the setup for the joke. I can check yeah. right back in. Yep. Like, I've never been one of those people who has sitcoms on in the background, like so many of our generation who've watched The Office like 17 times, times somehow. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Frasier's a show I could have on while doing, like, work. You know? yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I I, uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, MVP is Niles, just because David Hyde Pierce go off. Extraordinary, King. yeah. I don't think I would watch this, but like not because I don't think it's good. I think this is a good sitcom, but like I don't need another sitcom. Like I don't, yeah, I don't tend to watch a lot of comedy. But yeah, I mean, this is easily one of the better. This is a top it's, three show that we've watched for sure. This is the first show we've all liked, right? It's I it's a tough so. It's a tough thing. I guess you win the podcast, Ian. I mean, it's we like the supernatural pilot, but like we liked the finale too. It's yeah. a tough yeah, thing. Ian. It's a tough thing to say this is who these characters are and this is their relationship in a comedic way. I mean, that's obviously something you should be able to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if you write a fucking a, comedy show, otherwise right. don't make a comedy show. Uh, right. But but I, like, I wrote... The, sh- the show I wrote down, or the, the lines I wrote down was was when they were quipping at each other and, and Niall says something like, well, you know what I think about this. And uh, Fraser says, well, I know what you think about everything. Uh, when was the last time you had an unexpressed thought? And Niles yes. goes, I'm having one right now. And I was like, this works. Like, yeah. I was like, this, <laughs> like, I know who these people are. Yep. I know their relationship. This is funny. Like, you're like, I was like, oh, this is Like, this is it good. up to date funny? Not necessarily, but it, it's not like I can't see it working. I, I always remember the sort of like quick pitch on the, the Fraser-Niles relationship was always just like, Niles is Frasier without the self-awareness. Yeah. Like, Frasier spent years hanging out in, like, a normal bar in Boston, and that's what makes him not Niles. Yeah. Well, Niles didn't have that. Um, and I remember at some point there's some line where it's something where it's just, like, Niles is just... Because, like, he subs in for Frasier in something, and he's like, well, my brother's a Freudian. I'm a Jungian. <laughs> or Jungian. So there's no blaming mommy today. And, like, that's what he says. Which is... <laughs> Good joke. Perfect joke. Perfect joke. This uh, this got me yeah. really excited to talk about Seinfeld sometime, too. Um, yes. Though, uh, and I want to say, on the whole, like, Ian, you win the show. It is funny to be like, yes... And how did I do it? I picked one of the most acclaimed yep. sitcoms ever. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, it feels a little like cheating. But like, you run the risk for a show that premiered almost 30 years ago yeah. of it being like super dated or just like having an awkward bad pilot and like, I mean, yeah, if you had picked Friends, I promise like, you yeah. we'd be having a different conversation right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Fuck so. Friends. If I haven't, if I ended up cutting <laughs> the shit that I said before about Friends, fuck Friends. He's right. Awful fucking sit. That was the thing my roommate watched for an extended period of time. And so every day you just hear. We should do so friends. often. I, mean, I was like, we oh. will. We should. We should, we should do friends. Do friends. And we are going to fucking. It's going to be a we are gonna 40 minute episode <laughs> where we just scorch the shit out of it. It's going to be fun. That's the thing about it. It's like, like, I feel like so far we've cultivated like, you know, like. With exception, we're like, we're trying to at least find things that we might like about these no. shows. We'll take time to find... That's the one where it's just like, yo, we've had some We're going weeks. into this. We want to... We just want to fucking hate at something. <laughs> it's the, you know it's what? The, I like uh, Lisa Kudrow. But. That's great. And you could say that. 
as Travis, the, I will as bury the... you alive if you say anything like <laughs> you... that ever again. Everyone ready for the finale? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. They're calling uh, again. Series finale of Frasier. Uh, it says here in my notes that it was called uh, Rock Over Seattle, Rock on Chicago. That's not right. <laughs> good Night Seattle is what I saw. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just Good Night Seattle. But but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't start in Seattle. It starts with Frasier on an airplane. Actually, I'm sorry. You know what? Before we talk yeah. about the finale, <laughs> I was gonna say I know what we need to talk about. <laughs> so, some backstory. So when we when we do this podcast, we we uh, there were sometimes some debates about the way shows are are structured. Uh, you know, in, in regards to like two parters, some and, of us um, may have been on the right side of history the whole time. Some of this us. This isn't about what's the real. This isn't about what's the real ending and what's not the real ending. This is this about is what do we do with two part finales, which is a different deal. And so this is this was the point of confusion. And Matt, you were right, and we will be doing an addendum. I apologize. I I've I've <laughs> accepted on this one, uh, though it it puts it in gray areas. But I think it shows like Frasier where there is like maybe a reboot com- or there is a reboot coming like a Dexter show those are ones where you're like this is a whole fucking thing and reboots are in their own world with Twin Peaks I would listen to a different argument but it doesn't matter all of yeah. the rules are made up here but the finale is listed as episodes 23 and 24 because it aired in one block when it premiered and that is how the copy that I had access to is which means that's how Matt and Steven watched the show yep. with the forty five the like yeah forty six minute one. Uh, it is you know in syndication though is where it becomes the two parter, which is how Travis on Hulu yes it Did is it in air, two parts it aired together same, though, same right? night yeah okay. they yeah, aired the same yeah. night it's but like, like we've talked about like a TV movie but like <laughs> we've we've mentioned before like it should just be one episode that's forty four minutes long or whatever yes. and then I would know for sure and so. We had to squeeze in in time to record watching the episodes. I was like, I need to know, like, I asked the boys, I was like, I need to know, like, a quick answer here. Like, are we watching just part two or are we watching the whole thing? And I checked where Ian has his other version of the show, and I saw there were only two episodes on there. So I was like, oh, so he must have just done the one and two. It wasn't the case. So I watched, we watched the second half of the finale and then <laughs> learned that we had to watch the first half too, which is how I learned <laughs> That the woman on the plane is part of a framing device and not just a weird thing. Like, not just some random at the end. fucking lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, there's a previously on thing also that shows you Eddie eating the ring and Laura Linney going to so Chicago. This is, really? This is wow. what I wondered. Yeah. What? So, like, it's treated like it's two episodes. Where, where does it Where does it start in the, in the version, in your experience? Um, what was the first scene? I think it was Niles and Daphne going to the vet. Incredible. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah. So it's that, that's so, that's, that's so very amazing. in media res. So, so, and then also, yeah. So but like it you, showed you previously, it was showed you why, cause it was like, yeah. Oh, I ate this ring. Like, so they're in the vet. Yeah. Got it. But like but the just, fact that there's previously on at all makes it seem like it should be. That too. shouldn't be legal it's, on a sitcom. It's great though. That like for you, yeah, it's not previously that a device. on that 70s show. You're just like, why <laughs> is Frazier talking? Oh, why, why is Frazier? Why is Frazier talking to talking to the woman from Flashdance? Why? What is? Has Jennifer <laughs> Beals's career fallen so far? She only has one minor scene in the Frazier finale as a strange woman on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, like when uh, there was a, when there's a strange woman on the airplane in Californication, played by um, 
Rosalie April. You know, we there is a Sopranos connection in this episode that I will be sure to bring up. Okay, and I'm ready. No one, no one here knows it. I think I'm ready. I don't. But uh, but yeah, so Fraser's on an airplane, um, and there's a woman sitting next to him, previously mentioned, played by Jennifer Beals, and she is anxious and explains that she hates flying, and that um, she's a psychiatrist. She's uh, you know, and, and Fraser's just like, oh well, I'm I'm one as well, and she's she's like, well, it seems like you're going through a lot right now. You know, if you wanted to tell me it, I, I would be amenable because it would probably, like, distract me from the plane. And he's like, ah, no, nah, no, nah, it's not important. And then he gets some more turbulence, and then he turns around and he's like, okay, so listen, a couple weeks ago, there was this woman, Charlotte, Laura Linney. Love her. I love Laura Linney. Yeah, legend. I thought she was too hot for Frasier. Uh, well, I no remember question. Travis. Do Dude Travis, has the I fucking Ben you, Franklin hair. But, yeah, she's, uh, she's leaving for Chicago. And, and Fraser's, you know, torn up about that. Um, and they, they spend, they sleep together on her final night in Seattle. And they apparently do not leave the bed because Fraser is late to his 2 p.m. Uh, airtime. He is That's still there, you know. There were, it, I, was a kind of, it was a Cunninglingus joke, right? He said, I, I liked what I had for lunch. Yes. But yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it just, is. yeah. Huh. That's a Cunninglingus joke. I'm really That's sorry. A, nah, man, I he was rimming her. I do this too much. <laughs> Things I didn't expect to be said during the Frasier episode. <laughs> okay, I know I do this too much. I would escape past the rim job. And uh, <laughs> I know I do this too much, but I missed an opportunity to say something I had to say. Uh, the psychiatrist or psychologist that he's on the plane with, she says her name is like Anne Randberg, exactly. which is like <laughs> a bit. Kelsey Grammer's dream, yeah. Like, Anne did Randberg. fucking Kelsey Grammer name this character? <laughs> I did not consider the name at all. <laughs> like, like, just, I, I was just like, this is, t- you can't name someone Anne Randberg nope. on accident. You can't do that. Not if you're Kelsey Grammer. Well, I mean, whatever. the show was yeah, written by... Episode, right? It was written by uh, Joe Keenan uh, and Christopher Lloyd. Not that Christopher Lloyd. I did have to look that up because he came up in credits of both these. I was like, I was like, oh, that's funny that Christopher Lloyd produced it. And then it was like written as like, okay. No, it's the, it's the, no it's, the um, it's the modern family Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Okay. okay. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even realize this... Christopher Lloyd's upcoming television project. Oh my god, and it was just recently announced that it will not be going forward. Dang, what is it? His untitled Alec Baldwin Kelsey Grammer project. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, I want what that to I go forward. About... Well, it's it's not going forward at ABC and it will be shopped to other networks. This was announced on the 23rd Put of April. Put it on Showtime. So like... Make it a tit show with Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer. Jesus. Uh, a tit sitcom. The untitled, a titcom. the untitled Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer project follows three men who were roommates in their 20s until their warring egos tore them apart. Oh, my God. They reunite decades later for one more run at the lives they always wanted. What does that have to do with them living together? Please let them be like a band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, They're I would podcast. love nothing more than see those two guys play due to at warring egos that tore them apart. Like, hey, can you Travis, think of two actors that could do that? Hey, better? Travis, you know what you're going to love even more? I don't know if he's the third guy, is, but you know who's also listed in the is show? Is Steven Root in this show? Richard Kind! <laughs> oh, shit. 
the god. <laughs> and my metaculus. And Lauren Graham. Pick Damn. this up. Yeah, what the fuck? Pick this up. What do you have, ABC? What do you have? So so anyway, uh, she compliments his pillow shams. He gives her a rim job. <laughs> and then here we are. <laughs> yeah, right. That's where we were. Sorry. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, so he's so late to his show that his um, that uh, it has to be taken over by the station manager, Kenny. Uh, who, who? What a legend. Yeah, so he comes in and he, he hosts it like a DJ, this advice show. And I thought... I'm gonna be honest. He has no one... a he's a grandma character. <laughs> yeah, and so don't don't jump on me on this one. Let me finish this full thought. And I was just like, or maybe maybe you'll come to the same conclusion because I was like, that's fun. Yeah, this guy he's like taking these questions. I'd be fun. I'd listen to that. And then I realized I do weekly. This just invented Mabim Bam. That's all this is. It's some guy who's not qualified to take advice gives advice, and I was like, oh. And does weird voices. Oh, this is just my brother, my brother, and me. Oh, God. But one oh, guy. Wow. Yeah, it's one guy playing. One you know, singular well, McElroy. Me, me, and me. He, he, he comes in. You know, he, he takes back. Fraser arrives, takes back over. He's like, I had a doctor's appointment. It was, I couldn't skip it. And I was like, terrible lie. No, the writers of Fraser are smarter than me. And this is where they start seeding an incredible payoff joke. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like... This is as tight as Chinatown secretly joke they are setting yep. up. Um, and uh, so, you know, he uh, he comes back in, and then I think our favorite character, his agent. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. God. Phoebe. BB. BB. BB? I think it's BB. BB. It is BB. Um, played by. It's my BB. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> BB, you know, played uh, played as if she this character is what if like Catherine Hepburn was maybe you know the devil, um, just because she's, she's got the transatlantic accent, and she uh, she lets Fraser know that she's got a job for him. There's a television. She's like, we're getting you out of here because uh, there's a television network in San Francisco that needs or the radio network in San Francisco that needs a new host because their previous host, who Fraser had met at a conference and thought was a wonderful man died because an air conditioner fell on him. Which is also the plot of the third season of Fargo. That's also how Chidi died in The Good Place. Like, yeah, Watch out for It seems like I should know at least one person who's died this way in real life, if it happens this often. Matt, no. No, that's like saying who got dropped a piano on them. Please cannot be the way that I die. Please. If I have a terminal disease... I need I'll one drop, of you guys I, to promise that would, you're dropping a fucking piano from will, a crane uh, Matt, on me. I will me. drop the piano on you, and also I will be submitting this in court as evidence. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Matt, would you prefer a piano or an anvil? <laughs> a piano. It's more symbolic. Okay. Also, yeah, I'd like my enough. teeth to be... Like, if you could engineer it in such a way that the, the piano you will come through and be my teeth. music from your teeth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the agent uh, is then, like... She explains to Fraser because he's like, I don't know, I'm comfortable here in Seattle. And she's like, I did so much for you to get this job. You'll never believe. And Fraser's just like, oh, what? Wait a minute. You were in Seattle last week. I mean, you were in San Francisco <laughs> last week. And she's like, you can't prove a thing. And neither could the cops. And she leaves, I love this lady. <laughs> incredible. It's like, Fraser's cartoon-ish. This character from a different universe. She's and like I love from that. the Drew Carey show. 
She is, yeah. I I hope that she gets the Kramer treatment. I mean, she doesn't, but I wish that she did, which is every time she comes on stage, there's like a she has to pause for five seconds for an applause break. <laughs> yeah. Like People, that's yeah. How, that's how it would be if I was in the audience. People ripping their shirts off and you know, whipping it above their heads in North excitement. North Carolina! <laughs> BB Razor! <laughs> Uh, and we get Niles. We, we check back in. Niles and Daphne are now married, and they have a child on the way. It's very exciting for them, I guess. And Martin is set to be married to Ronnie, who also is great. This character just exists to, you know, Yeah, classic, classic voice actress and just shoot me person. Uh, wow. I can't wow. believe. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy oh. Malick Hive, rise up. <laughs> I was going to say, Holy I can't shit. Stevens, the one pulling the Wendy Malick credits <laughs> before I could. Is, Stephen, is wow. this where you real that you've seen a, a weird amount of Just Shoot Me? Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Just Shoot Me, on the list of sitcoms I've seen hours of, it's probably about number 10. Wow. Incre- that's Laura San Giacomo, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> David Spade. Just Shoot Me. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to cover this one one day. But yeah, so they I'm so shaken by Stephen just having the, the credits immediately. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, yeah, so they, um, uh, they're they set to be married, and then due to a schedule mishap, uh, Martin, who's supposed to book something for July 15th, accidentally books uh, Mar- uh, May 15th. And so what is Yeah, so they're just like, listen, we can plan. You know, this is, I feel really seen in this part where Frazier and Niles are just like, no, we can plan a wedding in eight days. Our... Seafood, our bouillabaisse bash, bouillabaisse. To celebrate the, <laughs> the bouillabaisse to celebrate the harbor. We did in four days. And I, I can plan like, a wedding yeah, in eight is, days. This I was Easy. saying. This is Matt. This is Matt and I are just like we could do this. Easy. We had a we we everyone loved the bouillabaisse. We got to host a bouillabaisse also. God, I, it's amazing. Oof. This summer, man, bouillabaisse, my house, bouillabaisse. Sorry, did you say bouillabaisse? Big mouth my house, bouillabaisse. Or, Oh, oh, yes. Loving this. And Frazier reveals he's a justice of the peace. They can throw this together in no time, uh, as long as there are no complications. And then a complication arrives, because Daphne's three brothers, her three monstrous brothers. They're all dreaded Laramies. It's <laughs> truly a nightmare. Yes, the three dreaded Laramies, Simon, Stephen, and Michael, arrive in anticipation of the childbirth. Michael, played by Robbie Coltrane, whose bit is no one understands what he says. A classic, yep. uh, you know. Fuck, I don't remember the coach's name from the Water Boy, but <laughs> oh no, uh, <sighs> Coach Bolu. Coach Bolu, yeah, uh, yes. yeah. Uh, but played by, played by uh, Hagrid himself, Stephen Moon, played by the God Richard E. Grant, one of the just an all-time that guy. Yeah. You know, he shows up, you get excited, you're just like, oh my god, that's with Nail. He's here. Uh, with I. With I. This is us. This is not everybody getting excited. <laughs> there are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> who see Richard E. Grant appear and are just like, yes, I I've love ne- I've you. Never, I have never heard of that guy. For everyone else, I'm the everyman. I've never heard I of that I didn't guy. recognize him. Uh, and then who's Simon? Fuckers. Simon is uh, Australian actor Anthony Lapaglia, Lapaglia, but yeah, they're they're there. Uh, they're horrible. They sing. They rule. They we love them. Yeah, I mean they're great. They're they're you know they steal from 
the neighbors to give gifts. They leave singing Manchester United songs, which is weird because they have a bit more of a Manchester City energy for me at this Was point. Was that a real Man U drinking song? I don't know if, I mean, I... I They're really out I, here hating on Nottingham Forest. That's just uh, way below would, your... I'm going to imagine it's real just because I can't imagine that they were asked to, like, write one. Like, yeah. they probably just went with something, but... Oh uh, yeah, so they they they're there and they're wonderful. I mean, it's you know it's three great dudes, uh, and I love how dreaded like Fraser feels towards them. I would say it's very clear from the way it's presented that the um, Anthony Lapaglia one had appeared before because they open the door mm. and it's just him. Yeah, yeah, and they're like. How did you get here? It's not like yeah. who is this? They're like, oh god, Definitely. I thought we changed the locks. Horrible brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But Hagrid. And then he's like, I'll go his gifts for you. And then yeah, Hagrid walks in, and with Nail, and you're just like, oh god. And then he goes and caresses Fraser's girlfriend in the kitchen. It's yeah. A bit weird. Yeah, I mean they're monsters. The dreaded Laramies themselves. Uh, Fraser's drinking Dom Perignon, and dude should have better taste. There are multiple. I think there are three bottles of Dom in this episode. Yeah, it's the it's the goodbye dinner with Laura Linney, and they're all interrupting it. It's just because like the agent. I mean, the station manager shows up, and it's just like Fraser. I need advice, and he's like, "Do it. Does Go this forth." Scene, does this scene start or end with my favorite kind of flirting? I don't know. Which you is have to which is which is Scrabble flirting. Oh, uh, it ends. It, that's like. Or is it how it started? I, I thought it was the last thing they did, and then her car got there. I couldn't. Yeah, oh, I couldn't remember right. if, it, if it started right. or ended. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was when everyone interrupts. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's what I couldn't remember if it was everyone interrupts or they're interrupted by her car getting there. No, she's this making is, dinner when they interrupt. Oh, right, so because he says because yeah. he says that she she makes him feel quilty. The, this is also the scene when everyone's there is the most doors opening. I've seen it's anything in ages. It Jesus is like a production Christ. of Noises Off. I literally wrote Noises Off. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my it's notes. I will show you. But you, I, I, don't, I don't doubt that you also. This is like Noises Off. It's right there. Do you see it? Oh, actually, you know what? You did hold it in a way there we can. And an ex-wife named Lilith is your note <laughs> underneath. Is that just because yeah. you would also like an ex-wife named Lilith? Uh, it's just like, I mean, it's just like. The the fucking demon woman. Like, it's the demon woman name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lilith, though. Low-key a dime piece. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I love just, yeah, all of the doors opening and slamming. It felt very, yeah, stage production, noises off sort of thing. I And I love also that they're like, we can plan a wedding in eight days. And then we cut eight days later to the wedding they're planning. Perfect. After After Laura Linney leaves, the drawn-out leaving, you know. The headbutt. Uh, the, yes, they, they she comes back butt. in like four times. Yeah, and each time you're like, maybe she's just like, you know what, I'm gonna stay. But she leaves, and Fraser's like, all right then, this is I'm alone now. Uh, but yes, they they've it's the most elaborate wedding we've seen. I think on this podcast that's planned out. There's a gospel choir with wings. We see people. We see what appears to be like a dance, like a tap dancing number or something like that, where all of the guys are dressed as cops. Uh, there is mention of an antique cannon that they <laughs> fucking use like crazy. This There's is a such a finale wedding that we should get to pick another bingo board spot of our choosing <laughs> to fill in. It's so good. I love though that they're like, well, we can't show most of this. We can get the cannon sound effect, 
we can't, you know, everything they say is so over the top. Yes, just we only have the Skyrider till five. <laughs> and so there's also a heat wave, even though it's May in Seattle. And there's a fucking, yeah, and there's a fucking cow truck that crashes because of the cannon that makes because, the whole place stink. Because he sets up, he has the, 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 yeah, so there's the heat wave. And so the 90-year-old man who is going to operate the antique cannon passes out. So they need someone else to do it. And the, the Robbie Coltrane brother volunteers. This felt tells- Shakespearean. Like the <laughs> yeah. degree yeah, with yeah, which yeah, things yeah. were going wrong <laughs> felt Shakespearean. And also just the setup of the like, so when I say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I now introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Martin Crane, fire the cannon. And then the most literal interpretation of that. So every time he says, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Martin Crane, he fires the cannon. You know, he does it the first time. Yeah, it's, it's a Rube Goldberg machine joke off screen, basically. Yeah. Like in construction. Yes. Fires the cannon, which causes a truck to crash, which is filled with cattle, which are startled. So then everything smells like cattle shit. And, and they then, turned up the air conditioning because of the heat wave. And that, so then they had the doors open. Everyone rushes in. It smells like cow shit. The AC is broken. It's an absolute nightmare. Eddie has eaten the ring. The flower girl got drunk off the champagne <laughs> given to her. Cla- by... So many classic gags in this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were like, how many can we shove? I just in gag, this gag, gag, setup? gag, gag. I mean, I, I love amazing. the idea. It's like, this is the finale. This is our last chance to have gags. So let's <laughs> all the gags. I, yeah, I just love the touch of like the flower girl's drunk on champagne. We need a new flower girl. And it reminded me, I've only been, I think, to one wedding that had an actual flower girl. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I can't I think of most all of the other ones have... that we've went to that have had a flower girl. Uh, I'm, I Maybe don't know. I've seen a few. But, yeah, so because Eddie ate the ring, they rush off to a vet, and then I scream because the vet is played by Jason Biggs. <laughs> yeah, that was so such weird. A shock. <laughs> such a weird thing. <laughs> it, it was I being was like, violent. I, I was like, is this guy not too... But then I realized, because this this show feels so old, I was like, he can't be this old right now. And I was like, oh, no, this is no, this is the right it's time for Jason Five years after Biggs. American Pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Insane. And they... they so I, I mean, so they, people knew this was Jason Biggs when they yeah. watched this. Like, they yeah. were like, this is the American Pie dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure Probably what the crossover even more of those than audiences <laughs> Yeah. No, no I, American Pie was a big deal. It was a yeah. huge deal. Uh, I do love the joke. I mean, it's such an obvious joke, but I do love the, you know, all right, yeah, first day. It's your first day. Yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore. Where did you go to school? K- Kansas. Just <laughs> the, like I just I just yeah. told you that. Okay. It's so good, obvious good and joke, it still man. made me smile. Yeah, there were a few and, jokes that I called in this scene. Yeah. Uh, including the monkey being the baby. Okay, but the monkey scene is the so The monkey good. being the baby is very I was funny. like, I was like, the monkey's going to be the infant. Like, that's <laughs> the, that's the bit. <laughs> the reason why it works, and I'm going to jump right to this, is yes, Daphne gets, Daphne's water breaks. She has the child in, at the at the vet. I do like that Jason Biggs is like, no, I've delivered before. One of them just won a blue ribbon in Kansas. Keeps, um, keeps referring the, to Daphne as girl. like, girl. <laughs> easy that girl. was a good bit. That was yeah, a very no. good bit. I, I could have I could have done with even more of that. Yeah, like, yeah. you're girl. okay, girl. <laughs> the person who's the other person again. It's just so fucking. It's so plotted secretly in the jokes and only the jokes. Because then, like the other person who's in there with her monkey is a nurse, is a registered nurse. So it's just like, well, if you need any help, let me know. I'm a registered nurse. Then Daphne screams at her to come back. You know, Niles. It's is such like, a 
it's such a fucking sitcom thing for someone to yell. There's no time for an ambulance. Like, yes, there's pretty much always the time nearest, for an ambulance. Yeah. The nearest like, hospital is 20 miles. Not where that far. are they? In fucking People Seattle. Are, yeah. Well, how I fast they might are be, you? How I, fast is your labor? That like. Well, I, I guess that it's that they're she's not. She's two weeks late. I guess is part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's and not I guess just, it's, labor lasts a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, but I guess yeah. it's not that necessarily they're in Seattle. They might be like out for this location at the wedding. Like it could be you know somewhere else in the the area, but not like in Seattle proper. Uh, but the important thing is this needs to happen to set up the ga- the gags. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So Jason Biggs has to deliver a child. Oh, there's a nurse that's also there. The and nurse later. She has a monkey. Later, when Jason Biggs is like, you want me to check out your monkey? And she's like, no, no, no. I've seen enough of your work today. So you're like, wait, does he do a terrible job at all? Yeah, you watched him deliver a baby, and no one is, like, suing him. Like, it's... You know, Frazier is back at the venue, stressed, wondering where they are, gets the call, and it's like, oh, my God, we have to rush over there. And then, you know, not the, the monkey's hungry for lunch. The, the nurse is like, can you feed the monkey? He's like, yes, of course. As Frazier and um, Martin and Ronnie arrive, so he steps out holding the monkey with a bottle. I mean, it's just good. Just The reason it's good is because they do such a good job selling it. Because if David Hyde Pierce says, you guys are here, come on in, as he's holding the monkey perfectly, and then just like Kelsey Grammer's face as he looks at the monkey, and he's just like, well, this isn't it, clearly, right? Great What's bit. going on? And then, yeah, guy. and then Martin being like, "You weren't, you're not a looker either at that age, or whatever." Yeah. Like, just it's so good, and yeah, but it's just like the joy on David Hyde Pierce's face as he's like, "You guys are here, come meet the baby." As he's holding a monkey, is just wonderful. And they make a joke about like, well, you know that that one's going to be real jealous of the twin. <laughs> that was funny. You should not have a monkey in a room with a newborn. Under any circumstances. I feel like that's just... The monkey's just going to eat it. Common sense. <laughs> Even a domesticated one. It's not a... Listen, it's not a chimpanzee, Steven. No, yeah, a chimpanzee eat- would take your baby and, like, rip it in half and then eat you and... Don't have a chimpanzee. Um, don't, be in a, don't be in a room with a chimp. Uh, <laughs> Travis, did one of your family members get killed by a chimp? Do you not remember the story of... Travis the chimp that tore that woman's face off in Connecticut. Wasn't that the person who got the fla- face transplant? Yeah. She had no yeah. face for yeah, a while. Yeah. She looked like the fucking guy in Saving Private Ryan who had no face. Steven, <laughs> that monkey. Like that. <laughs> Steven, and, Steven, that chimpanzee, it took her face off. off. It, it did. Horrifying. And that though. chimpanzee's name? Hannibal Lecter. Fuck, I forget. It was literally named Travis the chimp. It was Travis. It, I will... Never Sorry. forget. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, and then uh, they're like, "Well, shit, you guys aren't gonna, miss, you guys are gonna miss the wedding. Fuck it, let's just get married here. We can do a fake fucking thing for everyone else there." And Fraser's like, "Fine, I guess I can cut it short." And pulls out like three note cards, like, "Don't need that. Don't need that." Starts quoting a guy, and Martin's like, "You don't need that." So he basically is just like, "Do you? Yeah. Do you do now? You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. You're married." Uh, and everyone claps. It's it's wonderful. Uh, and uh, we we get the Idol King, the best named of the <laughs> the title cards. And we just see Fraser alone reading in the apartment. The same mover who She's arrived with the chair 
in the pilot arrives to take the chair away. Fraser's like, finally, my chance to put out my Eames lounge. Well, and there's also like, you've been waiting long, and it says 11 years, so that's a very yes. layered thing. Yes. Uh, and uh, he realizes with everyone else gone or busy, he's like, well, I guess I guess I should take that job in San Francisco. <laughs> guess I gotta make some phone calls, realize I'm horribly depressed. <laughs> It, it, it also, uh, yeah, he, he calls Lilith. Uh, I th- there, it's earlier in this where he tells, where B, yeah, where um, BB is like, oh, your plan worked. They've offered you a 20% a raise on what they previously did. You know, and, that's the, I think that's and the, the, the spot the, on TV. And, yes, and the spot on TV. Because, yes, she shows up at the wedding and he's like, TV? And stares a little long at the camera perfectly. Roz gets the job after Kenny quits. And so Fraser's just like, well, if you'd all. Come to my house for dinner. I have some news for you. <laughs> this was a good gag. This, this, this is was the hardest gag. I laugh <laughs> in is, either of the two episodes. This is so good. <laughs> the doctor call was so <laughs> fucking good. Well, yeah, it was so, really good. He's like, he's, yeah. like, he's like, yeah, I can't stop crying. Well, yeah, so doctor. he, he, a BB, when he sees BB at the coffee shop, she's like, listen, if you're going to be on TV, here's the name of my plastic surgeon he's done some great work and he's like i don't know and then a person who looks as old as fraser walks in and goes mom i'm done next door i'm ready to leave whenever and he's like i'll take that card with yeah the implication that she's immortal as well i was um, confused by that gag um yeah it's just the it's gag just was that just she, that she looks too young to be that guy's mom okay yes. uh and then uh uh he he starts he's been like giving away possessions is the other thing that's happening he's just right. like yes you know, I want your son, you know, he, he gives Niles, he's like, I want your son to use this chess set when he first learns the game, you know, and you're just like, what's going on? Yeah. And they're like, what's going on here? And yes, so he's, the, the plastic surgery has been botched, so he can't stop crying. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have to call back on that. I mean, yeah, just perfectly constructed on this. And then because he earlier said the lie about the doctor's appointment he couldn't get out of, Roz mentions that. And she's like, I guess it's, it's probably nothing serious as everyone's like, Fraser's acting weird. He's giving away these possessions. And then the plastic surgeon calls and leaves a voicemail saying that while it's not good, he thinks there's still work to be done and that they can... I know know, it doesn't look good. I know it doesn't look good. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Which is the, the, I know it doesn't look good, I'm sorry, is the like, he's all right. What? I mean, he's lost his right hand, so he's going to be all left. left So he's going to be all right now. Yeah. It's that of just the, like, I know it doesn't look good. And they're hearing this and they're like, oh, my God, Frasier is dying. <laughs> and they're ready. Like, that in and of itself is funny. And then Kelsey Grammer comes out and sells this like a fucking champion as he's like, well, I didn't. Well, I wanted to tell you guys after dinner. I didn't want this to happen before. But, well, I'm on to the next great adventure. And they're just like, I'm going to go through that golden gate. No, I, well, he, he builds up to that one is the thing. It's like he starts saying, you know, all of these things. It's like, you know, everyone's going to have to go on without me. And they're just like, no, Frazier, what's <laughs> happening? And he milks it to that point when he then says, when I go through that golden gate, I'll do it smiling, which is absurd to say and thus is wonderful. And at this point, this they felt just- like the whole series <laughs> built to this. It set him up yeah. as such a pretentious guy who would say something like that, that it actually works. Yeah. Amazing. 
And then he's just like, yes, I'm moving to San Francisco. And then they all start losing it. It reminds <laughs> They'll start me, laughing their ass off. It reminds me of in Star Wars 1 when they live and they start laughing and C-3PO thinks they're being crushed to death. Just the way they're laughing at the news and Fraser's just like, what, what's, what's going on? What's happening? What? Oh, okay, fine. I guess you guys aren't as torn up about me leaving as I thought. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's just like, yeah, you guys all have, have other things. You've begun a new phase of life and now I, I need to do the same. And then he quotes uh, Ulysses by Tennyson. I did love the, like, goodbyes with all of them. He's like, listen, it's, it's not that far. I'm going to come it's up. It's an I'll hour flight, yeah. Yeah, it's an hour flight. It's going to be fine. I did like Roz's goodbye, where she's like, oh, it's really hitting me that you're leaving. You know, you're like a brother to me, which I know is weird to say because we did sleep together that one time. But, and the first is like, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, and I, I just love I know. know. I've known people with that kind of that I mean, that, specific I, relationship. I think that is an Onion article. I mean, yeah, I mean I've mean, i had that conversation. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so he, he reads, or yeah, he then reads Tennyson, as I said earlier, the whole like, do you remember that poem mom used to have us read? And he's just like, I think we're about to. And then he's just like, I didn't hear that. Anyways, here's some Tennyson. And then it just cuts to him continuing that same quote on the show. And everyone is there. Everyone is watching this. Every single person. You know, we've, you know, they're all there. He's um, beloved. Yeah. And he, he thanks them all. And then he's like, good night, Seattle. And, you know, he I was expecting a gag here. If this were made no, in 2021, there would be a gag. No, and 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 yeah, he finishes, he finishes the show, and then he finishes the story to Jennifer Beals, and we're like, all right, well, he's off to start this new life in Seattle, and then and he's probably gonna hook up with the woman from Flashdance. Yeah, yeah. Like, good Which for like, him. Yeah, at the airport, she looks fucking gorgeous. Eat your heart out, M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> And she's uh, like, and that that's made, how and it she's, ends. Yeah, she's like, that made the flight go so fast. And I'm like, that's weird. It's an hour flight. Like, how much time do you really need to kill? Like, do you just stare and at the then, then, otherwise? And then, and then it's revealed <gasps> that it wasn't an hour flight because he flew to Chicago. At this point, my father, who had been watching both episodes with me, goes, and I quote, I thought he was going to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> At which point I just stared at him and told him he needed to stop being a lawyer because he's not sharp enough. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's gone to Chicago where, where Charlotte's moved and not to San Francisco. He's like, fuck it. Yo, you know what? Fuck that, fuck that job in San Francisco. I got to go chase that pussy. I'm crazy off that shit. I need to eat again, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Feed no, the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I can get a shirt that All just right. says Feed the Beast and then has Kelsey Grammer as Beast <laughs> oh. on it? Oh, God. If not, oh, I gotta call... I, if not, you I gotta can make one. At, yeah, if not, I gotta tweet at Super Yaki, the yeah, uh, no, film that's Twitter. A, that's a good <laughs> shirt. I would wear that shirt. We should make um, it. We should make that shirt. Anyways, uh, Frazier looks at Annie, or Anne, oh, sorry, and it's just like, wish me luck. And I Anne, do, Ryan, Anne Ranson. <laughs> Anne Ranson, and Anne Ranberg, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Anne Rancid. Yeah. Uh, woman, her, woman who has the weight of the world on her shoulders. Yeah. Uh, tells her, yeah, wish me luck. And then the show fades to black. And I do like that there is, like, 
no idea what happens. Uh, like, it could be like the end of fucking Up in the Air, where George Clooney shows up at Vera. Spoilers for uh, Up in the Air, where George <laughs> Clooney shows up at Vera Farmiga's house and then learns that she's married and he yeah. was just a side piece. Yeah, could be anything. Uh, and I bet that it will not really be acknowledged on the Paramount <laughs> reboot of. That Frasier. would be. Ah, man, Fraser's been in Chicago this whole time. Fraser saw you know Logan Square turn into a heavily gentrified area. Fraser's going to shows the empty bottle. <laughs> Fraser's like got Malort Stockholm syndrome and is just like drinking that on the reg at the G Man Tavern. Do you know <laughs> how fucking good it would be to watch not Kelsey Grammer, Fraser Fraser Crane do a Malort shot? <laughs> Holy fuck. It happened like 45 minutes after the end of the event. Yeah, yeah. Dude, finale. I want to see Fraser walk into an Al's Italian beef and get a, get one. Uh, but yeah, that's Fraser. Uh, and it ruled. I would yeah, Fraser's excellent. I, I'm, I'm feeling good on my for myself here of my three picks so far where I'd say I'm batting, I'm batting, you know, two out of three. Pretty good. Not bad, you know. Superstore was mashed potatoes for my brain, but this was actually like these mashed potatoes had gravy. Actually, these were less mashed potatoes. These were palms de Yeah, this was a yeah, 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 yeah. It was a whole fucking thing. And that's you know. good. That's good. Fucking, I loved it. Yeah, Superstore was the, like instant mashed potatoes that come in a bag that are shelf stable. Yes, and this was this was this was a this was a really wonderful, you know ethereal suspension and yeah. i enjoyed it yeah fraser is wonderful I, think, I don't know that i'd watch more of it but it's really i great. think i think the thing with fraser for you matt is if i watch when i watch more fraser i could just text you and be like yo you should watch this specific episode i do, do that yeah do that. i do that with seinfeld like, still now yeah like that's what's great about it and i just want to watch all of the episodes i want to yeah. watch like the ones that i remember walking in on or like seeing the snippets when i was a child the episode where Niles proposes to Daphne and she's sick, so the elaborate thing that they had planned has to be smuggled out of the apartment while she's not looking. And it's that it's just like the finale wedding where it's like Frasier like waving as a marching band leaves one by one, but he's <laughs> stopping them before Daphne sees. And there's like a mariachi band and like swans or shit like that, I think. Good bit. It's you know, it's overly elaborate in ways that I love. I, I just want to say I forgot I forgot to include this note for the bingo board. I count the chair leaving as destruction of the yes, main set. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and he was saying goodbye to the set. We got yeah. all three of the sets in this. Yeah. And pilot callbacks. The cha- the, well, the, yeah, that's a pilot callback. The chair leaving the set. Yeah. I also it's I both. think we also get another pilot callback, or in just a way in, in the in then uh, Martin sitting in the Eames chair going, "Oh no, this is great. I could have said yeah. this the whole time." <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> the blood boiling like in Frasier in that. And then the great. Hillary Duff and. And uh, Stanley Tucci obituaries at the end. Yeah, that's so strange. Uh, yeah, we Benjamin should talk about Brad. that. You're right. Yes, that they they show people who I uh, my best guess. I know that they all appeared as like Collins. I can only imagine it was like last season. You know Collins. what they should have done? They should have showed every celebrity that appeared as a Colin at like 30 frames per second, like they did right. in Babylon <laughs> Five. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> in, instead, it, instead, it was the Oscars uh, in memoriam segment. Yeah, it looks so we lost. much like they died. <laughs> we lost Helen Mirren Thanks this year and it. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> also, it was just so disorienting to watch a show, and then 
there's no Hillary Duff or Helen Mirren or Stanley right. Tucci, <laughs> That's but their faces right. are in the credits. There. And I, I, I felt was like, like that was a bit. Yeah, like, I was like, what did I miss? Was this made possible through their generous support? <laughs> like, what on earth? But yeah, that was Frasier. Matt. Yeah. What do we have next week? Because I don't know, actually, for this time. I, I've been, like, really back and forth about it, but I think we are going to do Heart of Dixie next week. <laughs> Yeah, baby! This will have a record low number of listeners. I don't know what it is. We return... (laughs) Okay, then I'm going to shut up then. Okay. (laughs) Travis and Steven, you both seem like you have no knowledge. You guys want to tag team this? I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you know. (laughs) Tell me everything you know or think you know about Heart of Dixie. You guys ready? Okay. Three, two, one, go. It's probably about the South. It's H-A-R-T, so I assume a character is named Hart, and they are from, yeah, the South somewhere. Uh, I mean, it could be a really weird thing, and it's like, it's Melissa Joan Hart, but I doubt it. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know what fucking genre this show is. I think it's a sitcom. Maybe not. (laughs) Are we doing (laughs) back-to-back sitcoms? Uh, I just looked it up, and Scott Porter's in it. Yeah, I heard. I remember we talked. We it mentioned up the while Scott- you were in the middle of this fucking thing. Time, Are you kidding me? Steven, we talked time, about Scott Porter st- being time, in it a while ago. Time, 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 time. Steven, you're in timeout. Yeah. For the first ten minutes of the Heart of Dixie episode. Yeah. The first ten minutes. No, you have to pun. You have to be punished for looking up in the thirty seconds. The I've never heard of the show. I've never heard of the show. I've literally never heard of it. Steven, that's great. And you can look it up after the 30 seconds. (laughs) Unbelievable. I have have nothing interesting to say. I don't know what it is. So we will be returning to the Josh Schwartz, Stephanie Savage-averse next week with Heart of Dixie. Starring Rachel Bilson. And who, her gave, you, to the who OC. gave you power to put people in timeout? Who do I can I put you in timeout? You can't. If I yeah. commit a foul like a on the arrest. Lex, yes, <laughs> if I commit a foul on the likes of what you just did, the only structured segment we have, the 30 seconds tell me what you think the show is about. The what you think it is about segment. You might as well have just read the fucking Wikipedia summary. Oh, I, I felt like I was done because I didn't have anything else to say. Also, Steven, you had a guilty conscience because you couldn't have, you could have even waited to say it, but you wanted to be punished. You fucking pain pig. Yeah, Thank you to our producer. I'm a, pod, I'm a podcast pain pig. That's right. We knew this all along. It's going to be. Lo- that's why you live for the dopamine hit every Tuesday when Matt says, where's your audio? You get <laughs> off of that. <laughs> It's going to be, be a back. it's going to be fucking tantric recording next week as you all wait for me to come in <laughs> 10 minutes in. What's also going to be really fun is I'm not going to have any idea how we time 10 minutes. No, yeah, we'll this is raw when do we audio start the could fucking be fucking podcast? 40 minutes Three or 10. seconds. <laughs> oh, we will figure that out and you will figure that out when you join us next week when we talk about Heart of Dixie. Thank you to our producer Matt Anciani for his wonderful work. Thank you. To all of you at home listening, uh, rate, review, subscribe, and if you have any questions, you know, reach out. We're at as you know pod on Twitter because you know I like to say we're listening, America. You know but what Steven- I loved about this show? <laughs> I loved it. I loved that. I'm already in time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also I love- have one more thing to say before Stephen brings us home. <laughs> 
I I love the fact that this show's main thesis in the finale is you can think you want peace and quiet, but people are always more interesting. Those fucked up people that are your family and friends that are around you, whether or not you want, are more meaningful than whatever solitude and peace that you desire. And that what a timely message. So much. Right, that that speaks to me so much because the fucked up dumbass people that are around me mean so much more than anything that is not that. So, anyway, Matt, if you're listening to this this week and you're thinking about listening next week, I would recommend highly watching the entire series Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It, we're going to talk about <laughs> it a lot. If you're going to understand a single joke, Next week, you're going to need to have watched the show Friday Night Lights. Also, listen to the entirety of the Big Dumb You only need to watch the first Big Dumb Lights Lights podcast. Are they labeled well? Who knows? (laughs) You you only need the first three seasons for most of the Scott Porter action. It's fine. That's when you get him getting shark DNA injections anyway. That's the second season. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What an incredible fucking season of television. (laughs) Steven, bring us home. Your deep love of that is like a key that unlocks everything. <laughs> it's the reason I Steven, watched Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Like, that's... No, that is the skeleton key. It's not like Matt loves Riverdale. It's Matt loves when a character in Friday Night Lights tries to get an injection of shark DNA. So he can walk again. the fucking best show. Steven, bring us home. Uh, his mom always said a handshake's as good as a hug. Yeah. <laughs>